Welcome to the Crossroads Church Podcast. You're about to hear a message that we hope will inspire, encourage, and challenge you to grow closer to God. So sit back, prepare your heart, and see where God can take you. Welcome to Friend Day, everybody. We're so glad you're here. If you've ever gone to a rock concert, you know how it goes. As the show gets started, they'll have a spotlight on the lead singer or the front man of the band. And no matter where he goes on stage, uh, no matter if he's there at the edge, reaching reaching out to his adoring fans, whatever, they're always going to follow him with that spotlight wherever he goes. But ultimately, in every rock concert, you come to the moment where it's the lead guitarist turn to shine. It's his chance to uh, do a lead solo. And, and what does the lead singer or the front man do? He runs over and he puts his arm around the guitar player, or maybe puts his elbow up on his shoulder while he's just ripping that lead, you know. And why does he do that? I mean, is that just kind of the way it works in rock music that, you know, it's an unwritten law that you got to do it? No, no, no. He's doing that because he wants to share the spotlight. Jesus said this in Matthew's gospel, chapter five and verse 16. He said, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your father in heaven. Jesus said that You and I, as followers of Christ, are the light of the world. We are the light of the world. He said we need to let that light shine so that others will see these good deeds that we're carrying out, and the glory will ultimately go to God. What we've been discovering together over the last several weeks in this series is that real faith shines. If you have a faith that's real, if you have a faith that's genuine, there's going to be a glow to your godliness And it's always going to point people to God. It's always going to point people to Christ. But I want you to consider what Jesus said. We know that he told us we're the light of the world. We know that he said we're to let our light shine before others, that they'll see our good deeds and glorify our Father in heaven. But he also said that by this, all men will know that we're his disciples if we have love one for another. So what I'd love for us to do is to combine those two ideas, because after all, that's the way you study the Bible. The scripture refers to it as line upon line and precept upon precept. You don't just take one scripture out of the Bible and base a whole belief on one passage. No, you go throughout the scripture and you see that there are other supporting passages as what this passage that you're looking at says, and you build your belief from that whole counsel of scripture. So let's do that with these two passages. Again, Jesus said, you're the light of the world, but he also said, this is the way everyone's going to know that you're his disciples by the love we have for one another. You know what I think Jesus was saying? I think Jesus was saying, we need to share the spotlight. God's going to bring great light into our life and we're going to shine and there's going to be this glow to our godliness. But again, that's not for us. That's for him. It's for his glory. And one of the greatest ways we can bring glory to God is just by sharing the spotlight with others. It's when we come together. It's when we're there for one another that God really gets the glory. So let me just say, we never shine brighter 
than when we share the spotlight with others. A great example of this is found in the Old Testament in the relationship between David and Jonathan. Now, if you don't know the story, let me just catch up to speed real quick. Jonathan is the son of the king of Israel, the first king of Israel, King Saul. Jonathan is his son, and as his son, he is heir to the throne. He's the heir appointed. However, his father has sinned against God, and because of his sin, God has pronounced through the prophet Samuel that he's going to tear the kingdom from Saul. And Jonathan knows this. He knows that he will never be on the throne. He knows that he's not really the heir appointed after all because God has given the kingdom to someone else. In fact, God has given the kingdom to Jonathan's best friend, David. God promised that David would be king over all of Israel and Jonathan is fine with it. He's absolutely great with it. Here's what he says in 1 Samuel chapter 23, verse 17. He goes to David who's in hiding because even though Jonathan's good with it, his father Saul is not. And his father Saul has pledged to kill David, this young man that has served his family and served his regime for years and years and years, Saul's out to kill him. And so David's in hiding. Jonathan goes to him in hiding to warn him about his father's plans. And he says to David in 1 Samuel 23, verse 17, he says, don't be afraid. My father Saul will not lay a hand on you. You will be king over Israel. Watch this. And I will be second to you. Jonathan, the heir appointed, the next for the throne, knows he'll never sit on that throne, but his best friend will instead, and he's fine with it. He's great with it. He's willing to be number two. He's willing to be second. He's willing, he's excited that he gets to share the spotlight. Can I just tell you, that in a world that puts all of its emphasis on being number one, we as God's followers have to rejoice in the opportunity to be second. We've gotta be ready in a world that's saying, be number one at any cost. Be number one no matter who you gotta step on to get there. Be number one no matter how much lying and manipulation you have to do. Hey, it's just about being number one. We've gotta push back on that ideology and say, no, I'm ready, I'm willing to serve. I'm willing to be second. I'm willing to share the spotlight. I'm willing, I'm willing to be number two. I was standing at the door of a Jehovah's Witness one day. I'm at his door. I thought, wow, what a role reversal. We were going through the neighborhood, just praying with people, talking to people about the Lord. And as I struck up a conversation with this guy at his door, he immediately let me know that he belonged to the Kingdom Hall, that he belonged to the Jehovah's Witnesses. And he set out to try to argue with me. And I wasn't there to argue. I was there to be a blessing. But he began to tell me how, you know, there's only going to be 144,000 that'll actually enter the kingdom of heaven. And I just couldn't let that stand. I had to push back on that one. And I let him know, well, you know, I've read the Bible and in the book of Revelation, God gives John a vision of heaven in eternity. And John said that in that vision of 
the eternal kingdom of heaven, he saw a number that no man could number. I said, you know, I can count to 144,000 pretty quick. Well, he didn't have much of a reply. So we went on and finished up in the neighborhood. And as I was driving home that day, I kept thinking about that conversation. I kept thinking about that exchange with that Jehovah's Witness and the number that no one can number. And I began to just think, you know, God, I don't care what number I am. I don't need to be number one. I don't need to be number 100. I don't need to be number 1,000 or 1 million or 1 billion. I said, God, I just want to be in the number. I just want to be there. I want to be a part of that number that no man can number. God, I want to be. And today, if you're here and you have no assurance in your heart that you're going to be in that number. All of that can change. The Bible said, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. God loves you. God longs to save you. And before we wrap up here this afternoon, I'm going to give you an opportunity to place your faith in the living Christ, to make him Lord of your life and receive from him the brand new life he promises, the eternal life that only he can give. So you can know that you know that you know, hey, you're going to be in that number, in that eternal setting where God brings us into that heavenly home. You can know it, and we're going to give you the chance to know it before we're done here today. But I want you to consider with me the fact that we never shine brighter than when we share the spotlight with others. Jesus said, Matthew 23, verse 11, that the greatest among you will be a servant. So here's the question that I have for us to ponder together today. Who am I serving and how am I serving them? I want you to just wrap your heart around that concept and, and think back over just this past week or this past month. Who are you serving? How have you been serving them? I want you to think with me about the days ahead. Should Jesus tarry and he gives us another day, another week, who will you serve this week? And how will you serve them? Because once again, our light never shines brighter than when we share the spotlight with others. And, and that's what serving does. It shares the spotlight. In 1 Samuel 23, we get an idea of why Jonathan was there, why he went to find David in hiding to warn him about his father's plans to kill him. In 1 Samuel 23, verse 16, the Bible said, And Saul's son Jonathan went to David at Horesh and helped him find strength in God. That's what real friends do. He helped him find strength in God. Can I ask you a question? Who's doing that for you? What I'd love for you to do today, as we take this time together on Friends Day, I'd love for you to just Consider, who do I have around me? And in this circle of friends that I have, who among them are really helping me find strength in God? The truth is, our selection of those friends should be based on that idea. Who's going to help me find strength in God? And maybe a more important question is, who are you going to help find strength in God? What kind of friend are you going to be? How are you going to help your friends find the strength that they need from the Lord? 
because we feel like that's what real friendship really is all about, we place a huge emphasis here at Crossroads Church on small groups. In fact, we're not a church that does small groups. We're a small group church. We place much more emphasis on the smaller groups than we do the larger ones because we know that's where real change happens. That's where God really does those things in our life that are deep and meaningful. And so we're always trying to get people connected to a small group. In fact, we've made it our mission. The larger our church becomes to, to make sure the more we're giving people opportunity to get involved in small groups. Why? We want you surrounded by people that are gonna help you find strength in God. We want to see people sharing the spotlight with one another so all of us can grow and all of us can be strong in the Lord. Now, the pastor on our team that oversees all this and just does an amazing job is Pastor Brody Lantia. He's coming out at this time to give us a look at what this semester is gonna look like with small groups. Come on, everybody, help me welcome Pastor Brody. Great to see you, man. How's it going? Great. Thank you for coming out, yeah, talking to us about me. small groups Absolutely. today. Absolutely. Happy Friend Day, everybody. So, you know, I was thinking uh, earlier this morning about Friend Day and how long we've actually been friends. It's Man. Been, it's been a long time. We've been friends for years and years. <laughs> a, long, a long time. Um, in fact, I was like 20-something years away from my first gray hair. Pastor Jeff was rocking a killer mullet at the time. Killer mullet. In fact, after first service, after we talked about that, a lot of people came up to me and they were like, why didn't you have a picture of Pastor <laughs> Jeff's mullet? And we so, no, we don't no, have well, well, I was hoping, I was hoping. <laughs> hey, I'm not a prophet or the son of a prophet. The mullet's coming back, It's coming come back. On, it's coming back. How many, how many of y'all think Pastor Jeff should bring it back? Come on. Come on. Yeah, that'd be good. You look great, man. You look great. So anyway, hey, it's so good to be here. Glad that you guys are here. Glad that you brought some friends along. Um, as Pastor Jeff said just a moment ago, that was intentionally done, right, so that you guys can bring those friends and that you guys could join groups together. Because listen, it might be a cheesy line, but when it comes to small groups, friends that go together grow together, right? That's right. And so we Say it again. Friends that go together grow together. Absolutely. So that's what, we're, that's what our hope is for you guys today is that um, you and your friends would join small groups together. And hey, we want to remind everybody, um, and especially those of you joining us online, hey, listen, you don't have to be a part of Crossroads Church to go through our small groups, right? If you've got friends um, who don't come to Crossroads or who maybe aren't in church at all, hey, listen, those guys can still sign up and come to our groups. And so we want to make sure that you and your friends are signing up and going through groups. So um, I want to just dive right in and talk a yes. little bit about the groups that we have available. Um, one of the things that we try to do every semester is have a, a group that, um, you know, any one of you can enjoy. So we try to have a you know, multitude of different types of groups. And so you'll see groups groups anywhere from fitness to finance to um, hangout groups, book studies, Bible studies. We've got all types of amazing groups. On your way in, you should have received one of our small group brochures. Um, it's just a little handout with a list of all of our groups. And so we're going to go over that real quick. If you didn't get one on the way in, grab one on the way out. And please, please, please make sure on your way out, you'll see all of our booths set up with all of our amazing leaders out there. And they're out there to tell you about their groups, to answer any question that you might have. And so please, please stop by. Just walk along all those booths. Talk to our leaders. Um, we've got some amazing, amazing volunteer leaders. Really um, this semester, we have a little over 100 leaders all together volunteering their time to lead our groups. And so, so good. Yeah. We ought to give them a great big Yeah, give them a hand. Give our leaders Thank a big hand. Leaders. So thankful for them. So proud of them. 
And so we're going to go over some of those groups real quick. I um, want to start just with our growth track. So what our growth track is, is it's basically a, a group of small groups that's just what we call accelerated discipleship. If, if you're looking to take a deep dive and to grow in your faith, but maybe you don't know where to start, our growth track is it. And listen, this growth track is part of Pastor Jeff's heart, his vision. It's something he envisioned for many, many years and worked very hard on putting this growth track together. And so I'm going to let Pastor Jeff share a little bit about growth track and what his heart is Thank for our you, growth man. track. You know, uh, God's hand has been on our church for years and years. And by his grace, we see so many people come to Christ. Literally, over the last 20 years, tens of thousands of people have made a decision to follow Jesus in our services. We're so grateful for that. But man, we know that at that point, they're just baby Christians, right? And we want to see them grow. We want to see them mature in their faith. So we've gotten really intentional about putting together a growth track. It's made up of three phases. The first one is called Fundamentals. It's our discovery track. It's where you learn what the Bible teaches, what we believe, why we believe it. It's a great, great track. And I highly, highly encourage you to go through that track. Then we have a second track called Freedom. That's where you take everything from your life before Christ that's still kind of hanging on, you know, that you know God isn't pleased with, and you're able to just lay that aside and move into the freedom that God wants you to enjoy, the freedom that God wants you to walk out. So we have our discovery track, that's our uh, deliverance track, and then thirdly, we have a discipleship track, and that's called Foundations, and that's our opportunity to teach you to pray, to study your Bible, to share your faith, um, to live a, a holy life that pleases God. I, um, I oversee that track personally, along with some dear friends. And we would love to see you growing in all those areas of your discipleship. I'd love to take the next 12 weeks and just disciple you personally, pour into you. And so you can sign up for any of our growth tracks out in the foyer today after service. Absolutely. And one of the things that we want for all of our church and part of Pastor Jeff's heart and vision in creating this growth track is that everybody who calls Crossroads home would go through this growth track. And yeah. so we really want that to be something that you prioritize, that you would go through every phase of the growth track. We promise you, you will see amazing growth and maturity in your spiritual life and your walk with Christ. So we love our growth track and all of our leaders who help lead that. Um, I want to talk a little bit um, about our, some of our discipleship groups, which they're all discipleship groups, right? Um, but we've got a few uh, here. We're, we've added a new group this semester called A Journey Through Grief. And it's basically a Grief Share group so for anybody who's going through any type of loss. Um, Pastor Bud Plake and my mom, Brulante, will be leading this group. It's something that uh, we've had for many, many years. The past semester, past few semesters, we didn't have it. And so we thought it would be very, very important um, to bring that back. And so a journey through grief. Um, we've got an amazing group that we've been having this last several semesters called Holy Spirit, the God I Never Knew. And that's led by Fred and Robin Chance and Monica Wagaspack. A powerful, Love powerful group. group about the Holy Spirit. And then my friend's Rick and Patty Roberts are leading uh, a group called The Facts on Acts, and it's a study of the book of Acts. And Rick, Rick and Patty have been leading for yes. so many years and just amazing, amazing leaders. We're so thankful for them. And then Pastor Megan is leading a worship fusion. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. So, you know, for you guys who are, you know, play instruments or sing and all of those things, it's a great discipleship. 
discipleship track for that as well. That is not my gifting, I can tell you that. Um, so then we've got some online groups. We've got a couple of women's online groups and an adult, an adult Bible study uh, group online. And then we've got several women's groups. And so again, one of the things we try to do is have a, a lot of different types of groups. So ladies, in these groups, you'll see that we've got everything from hangout groups like um, our Arnoville walking group to coffee with friends, which coffee with friends is exactly that. It's friends getting together, having coffee, talking. Um, and so we've got hangout groups. We've got prayer groups like Come Holy Spirit. Uh, we've got a fitness group called Gospel Fit Revolution. My friend Sarah Davi's bringing that back. Um, and so we're, if you ladies want to get your workout on, you, we've got Gospel Fit Revolution. Um, we've also got our ladies Bible study group led by Teresa Darbone, Cindy Artigo, Carolyn Alsina, and Ethel Dore, some amazing, amazing leaders. They're doing a book study on the book One in a Million by Priscilla Shire. So that's going to be a great, great book study. Um, and then we've uh, even got a women's small group on the TV series, The Chosen. I love that show. It's amazing, right? And so ladies, what you're gonna be doing in this group is you're gonna be getting together, watching the TV series, but then there's an in-depth study on the truths of God's word in every episode. And so uh, my friend Andrea Thibodeau is gonna be uh, leading that. And so that's gonna be a really, really great, uh, great group. And so we even have a group called Plant Lovers, Pastor Jeff, for our ladies, right? We have something for everybody. So hey, if you're a plant lover, Apple Hunter's leading a group called Plant Lovers. Hey, I love plants. Plants don't love me, right? right. So a plant in my house is not going to last very long. So, bad plants right. right that's exactly right. And so again, we have a little bit of something for everybody. So that's our amazing ladies groups. And then men, we've got some really, really strong men's groups. Um, again, everything from hangout groups, kind of like Joe's to bros. That's a group I lead uh, where it's just guys getting together, talking, answering questions, getting to know each other. Uh, we've got our men's bass club, guys getting together to do some fishing. Um, but we've got some really, really strong, strong um, Bible study groups. And also we've got two new men's groups this semester. Um, one of them is 33, the series, and that's going to be led by Sean Johnson and Christian Robertson, two amazing, strong leaders. Um, and 33, the series is basically, it's based off of the 33 years that Jesus lived here on earth. And it's about a healthy vision of authentic manhood. And so men, really, really strong group. We would love for you guys to go through that. And then Sean Johnson is leading another group called Better Man. Um, Better Man is a powerful, powerful uh, small group curriculum, and it's designed to help men learn God's truth for true masculinity. You know, we live in a world today where the enemy is trying to blur those lines yeah. of all of the truths of God's word. And so what he's trying to do is trying to create this idea that masculinity is wrong, right? Uh, when really God created masculinity, but there, there's a true identity in that that's found in God's word. And so that's what Better Man actually talks about. Um, and so we would love you guys to go through that as well. We're calling Better Man a pilot group because it's the first uh, time we're doing Better Man, but it's a pilot group because our hope for this is that men who go through it would then eventually want to lead another Better Man group. Yes. And so having multiple Better Man groups. And so um, right now we have that Better Man group scheduled for Wednesday mornings. Um, but Sean wanted me to make sure to let everybody know because it is a pilot group. Men, if you can't make a Wednesday. We don't want you to be discouraged to sign up. Sign up anyway, because Sean 
is willing to make the group work however, however he can. Yeah. yeah, find the time. And so, guys, we'd really love for you guys to um, sign up for some of these groups. And just like we talked about a chosen group for our women, we also have a chosen yeah. group for our men that's going to be led by yes. um, my good friend Roger Queen. And so, guys, you're going to be watching The Chosen and, again, taking a deep dive into those biblical truths. Such a great so, idea. Yeah, it really is. It's a phenomenal idea. I love it. Um, and so then we've got some marriage and family groups. We've got a Crossroad, uh, Crossroads Homeschool Connection, which is a homeschool group. Um, and then one of our marriage groups that is being led this semester by Ricky and Melissa Thibodeau is going to be His, His Needs, Her Needs. Um, it's based off of the best-selling book, and it's designed to help identify the most vital needs of husbands and wives and to help you meet the need of your spouse. And so um, those of you who are married, we would really love couples going through these groups together. You can go through this marriage small group together. We have couples freedom groups. Again, all of our growth track are available to couples. So we'd really love to see our married couples go through these groups together. And then we've got interest and finance-based groups. Our interest-based groups are just basically hobby groups, right? Um, we've got Creative Baking, another health group called Health is Wealth. Um, and then we've got Financial Peace University, which we try to have every single semester um, to help us uh, learn about the biblical truths of finances. You know, I love how so many of these groups really address some of the core issues of whether right. we're really healthy or not, right. you know, right. marriage and uh, finances and all these different groups that are really going to help people get in a good place. Yeah. And that's exactly what they're designed for, Pastor, that we could grow together, right? Um, it's that iron sharpening iron. You know, again, it's one thing to just dive into the Word of God on our own, but it's, it's even, it even goes deeper when you have those discipleship relationships with somebody where, again, it's that iron sharpening iron, and that's what these small groups are all about. And so um, they do, they address all of those areas of our life, but to be able to have those family and, the, you know, that family atmosphere to grow together um, is really, really valuable. And so that's why we want you guys to join groups. And so um, we've got young adult groups with Chi Alpha uh, Life groups. We've got exchange student ministry groups like the Ballers Club, uh, middle and high school small groups. And so again, we've got a little bit of something for everybody. So um, our hope for you is again, if you didn't grab one of these, grab one on the way out. On the back, you'll find a QR code where all you have to do is scan that QR code. Wow. It'll take you directly to our small groups page where you can check out all of the groups, all of their descriptions. You can sign up then and there. You can go and talk to all of our leaders after you leave here. You can sign up there or you can just go to mycrossroads.org and sign up for anything. Hey, Pastor Brody, everybody. Thank you so much, Brody. Appreciate you, man. I love you. <laughs> hey, I really want to encourage you to sign up for a small group. And I want to just take it a step further. I want to challenge my brothers that are here because, you know, every semester we really see women going after uh, this kind of community. And our men sign up as well, but not nearly as much as our ladies do. And I think sometimes, guys, we just aren't really as aware as we should be of how much we need one another and we need to really get intentional about growing. So I want to challenge you men, sign up for groups today. And all of this is our opportunity to get you together, sharing the spotlight allowing God to help you to grow and mature and serve one another and be everything that he's called us to be because that's what brings him glory. There was a movie that was just released recently called Through the Eyes of Tammy Faye, and it documents the story of Jim and Tammy Faye Baker. Many of you are familiar with that story. They were televangelists in the 1980s. Don and I kind of lived through that and watched everything happen that the movie depicts. 
So Jim and Tammy Faye rose to a great nationwide, really worldwide celebrity and really made some extremely bad decisions. And before you knew it, uh, their kingdom came tumbling down as Jim was charged with all sorts of financial improprieties and he actually went to prison. At that point, and I can remember this well because Don and I were newly in ministry at that time. And we were watching all this happening. And, uh, and I remember the world hated Jim Baker. I mean, they just despised him. He was the butt of everybody's jokes. Comedians were making fun of him on television. And even the church itself just was so angry with Jim and Tammy Faye and, and the way they had done the things they had done. It's like the whole world hated this man. But as I began to remember all of those things that occurred so long ago, the thing that stood out in my mind is that after Jim Baker was put in prison, two of my heroes in the faith, Tommy Barnett and John Bevere, both went to see Jim Baker in prison. They reached out to him in his darkest moment. They took the time to share the spotlight with someone who was in trouble, someone who was hurting. I never will forget hearing Tommy describe the first trip that he took to visit Jim Baker. He asked him, Jim, how can I help you? What can I do? How can I bless you in this terrible, difficult moment that you're in? Tommy said, Jim Baker began to just weep. And he said, Tommy, please reach my boy. Please reach my boy. You see, Jim and Tammy Faye's son, Jamie, had taken all this so hard. He was completely disillusioned with his parents, with the ministry, with the church, and with God himself. And he was beginning to get involved in gangs, and Jim was so worried about him. He said, Tommy, please reach my boy. Tommy said, I promise you that I will. He went and found that boy on the streets, brought him back to Phoenix, Arizona, where he lives and where his church was. He put him through the Master's Commission program, a discipleship program for young people there at their church. And he helped that young man get his life turned around. He was there for his friend. In the darkest moment of his life, he decided, I'm going to share the spotlight. Now, here's the question. Will we do that? Will we, will we champion one another? Will we be there for one another? Will we share the spotlight so that the world knows we're truly his disciples? Hey everyone, this is Pastor Jeff Abels and I just wanted to take a minute to thank you for joining us on our podcast today. Maybe the Holy Spirit has been dealing with your heart as you've listened to this message and you feel like you just need to get right with God. If you have no real assurance that you are right with God, if you cannot honestly say you've been living for God and you know that needs to change, I wanna invite you to receive Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior right now. You know, the Bible tells us that whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. That means God loves you and God's ready to save you. He's just waiting on you to call on Him. I want you to call on him right now by praying a very simple prayer with me. I want you to repeat the words of this prayer after me. Let those words come right from your heart. Let's pray. 
Dear God, I come to you right now in the name of Jesus. I know that I'm a sinner. I know my sin separates me from God. And I don't want that. I believe in Jesus. I believe he died for me. I believe he rose again. Through faith in Jesus, I believe my life can change. So I ask you, Jesus, come into my heart, forgive all my sin, and change my life. Be Lord of my life from this day forward. I don't live for me anymore or this world. God, I want to live for you. Help me to do that. And I thank you right now, even as I pray, according to your promise, my sin is all forgiven. I'm now right with God. I am saved. Thank you, God, for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you just prayed that prayer with me, we would really love to know about it. We'd love to give you some next steps to get you started on your brand new journey of faith. What I'd love for you to do is just text the word SAVED, S-A-V-E-D, to 337-222-3210. And someone will connect with you to provide you with some resources that I think will help you greatly. Again, just text the word SAVED, S-A-V-E-D, to 337-222-3210. Thanks again for joining us on the podcast today, and God richly bless you is our prayer for you.